0: Welcome, everybody, to the Seattle Sports Union Podcast. Back again, it's me, Abraham Deweese, and with us once again, talking about soccer or football is the ram richard a michelson how's it going rich it's going good how are you i'm doing well especially on the horns of a new mls season that's right this uh last week the mls started crazy new formats crazy new playoffs crazy new jerseys in fact i got my bruce lee kit on right now and uh let's dive right into it because we had a game i wish i could i wish i could say it, it was a uh, uh, entertaining for a casual uh it was only entertaining for us rich the sounders fan
1: yes this that, Fort, that's true
0: This four to nothing or four to nil beatdown, just a case of the sillies getting you know for colorado coming out of the gates or is this the real sounders team
1: i mean i think it's a, a case of a, a couple of things one uh colorado is probably not very good this year Uh, they were good a couple of years ago they've lost a bunch of key pieces players have gotten older and regressed and um, I don't know that they have a unifying uh, philosophy or strategy uh, that can kind of carry over when you don't necessarily have the same talent Um, so I mean I, I think that that's part of it is just that Colorado I don't expect to be very good here's the other thing is that everyone except for Raul Rui Diaz was, was healthy for the Sounders.
0: Yeah. Let's Um, talk, let's talk about that because we had a full squad, but in Raul Rui Diaz's place is a new guy to the team, a new striker. His name is, uh, if I pronounce the name wrong, let me know. A bear, the Brazilian forward.
1: A bear. Yes.
0: What, what's uh, what's with this guy? And where did he come from? He is. And he looked awesome.
1: Sorry. You said he looked awesome. Is that right? I thought so. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he, he is awesome when he's healthy. Um, So when he first rolled into MLS, um, I think it was in 2017 or 2018, he had a very good season for a powerhouse, New York uh, city FC uh, club. And he was the, he was the main striker. He had 15 goals and a bunch of assists uh, but not just that, he, he did everything that you want from a classic center forward, a hold-up player. So, um, and he's a bit bigger than Raul Ruiz Diaz. Uh, you know, Raul is only like 5'7". Uh, Hebert is like 5'11". He's a little bit bigger. I mean, none of these guys are actually huge, except for, you know, I think back to like Roman Torres, right? Mostly soccer players are pretty pretty skinny when you, when you look at them up close in person. Yeah.
0: Jordan um, Morris or, I think Chad Marshall was pretty big too, right?
1: Chad Marshall's pretty big. Jordan Morris is going to look pretty husky compared um, to all these. And uh, you know Roman Torres from from back in the day is is very very large man. But uh, most soccer players look pretty normal slash skinny. And so bear has got a bigger frame. He can he can take a little more of a of a beating, and he can play with his back to the ball or back to the goal, which is a uh, something that the Sounders really haven't had for a while. Um, Rui Diaz is great. Rui Diaz is probably going to go down as the single best forward the Sounders have, have had to this point. Um, and he's just lethal in the box, but a bear is much better at linking play and bringing the midfield and the wingers into the attack. And uh, you know, he lays the ball off to someone else and then he spins with a, you know, a clever move where he has a back heel. He was, he, he looked awesome. He looked like he was, Like he was vibing and I was, I was there for it. I I loved watching it. It was super fun.
0: So why did uh, New York FC let him go?
1: Uh, New York FC is in a complete rebuild mode. Um, Maxi Morales, their, their aging um, version of Ladero left. um, And uh, they lost their biggest uh, star Tati Katian, last year. He transferred to Europe. Um, and so they've had to rebuild the squad top to bottom. and I think that they just didn't think that a bear was going to recover from the injuries he's had over the last few years. They didn't think that he fit into what they wanted to do and you know he's an aging veteran and uh, you know it's all to the sounders' benefit, I think.
0: So a e- bear, any relation to New Orleans quarterback of yesteryear Bobby a bear?
1: uh no, and hopefully no relation <laughs> to the Saints as an organization either. Oh okay. <laughs> Uh, with their with their historically terribleness, yes, I know one Super Bowl, but uh, and and this, the Peyton era has been great, but historically they've been straight up
0: trash. So, so is this a different uh, team? We we saw Jao Paulo come into the game. Is this mm-hmm. a different team with and without him? And is that? I, I was talking to some buddies. Is he the linchpin as to why we missed the playoffs last year with his injuries? Yes, injury?
1: yes, uh, Jau Paulo is. <sighs> the successor to Ozzy Alonso, but different is the best way to display it. But, but he has the one key skill that really no one else on the team has displayed. Not even Christian rolled who is a fantastic player and has played in the central defensive midfield, uh, you know, next to Ozzy Alonso for a number of years. Um, Ozzy had the skill to be able to break up an attack, recover the ball and hit the right incisive, you know, unbalancing pass to start a counterattack. Okay. All in one player, all in one spot on the field. Um, Jal Paulo has that same skill set. No one else on the team has that skill set. Not not that they've demonstrated yet. We have a couple of youngsters that could get to, you know, to to be just as effective as Ja Paulo. Obviously they're different players, but could you know have that function of breaking an attack, starting a counterattack all in one move, right? Uh, but uh, Josh Atencio and Danny Leva have not shown that. Um, Vargas uh, from uh, last year, he was our, you know, 16-year-old star playing in the Champions League, um, who then uh, ended up with a fracture in his back. Um, you know, uh, he could be that player, um, but, you know, he's 17. We, we shouldn't expect too much out of a 17-year-old, especially coming back from a a, a fracture in your back, you know, le- fracture in the vertebrae. That's you need to bring him along slow. So. Let's
0: let's talk about that youth because with uh Leva uh Otencio Obed Vargas who else? Obed Tev- Vargas, Te- there you go. Tevis yeah. and Chu would be Yeah, the Tevis
1: ones. uh Dylan Tevis is a, is a bit older because he went to college at the University of Washington. Okay. Uh, but, I think but, he went all 4 years. Le- le- let me yeah, get, I mean, let me get to my main,
0: let me get to my main point. My my question was going to be mm-hmm. about It seems like Jackson Reagan is the only one of those of that younger crowd that's ready to go right now. Is that a fair assumption from the center back?
1: I think that it is. Um, last year, there were reports coming out of, you know, these were un- unnamed sources out of Sounders camp, but their uh, commentary is that Jackson Reagan was already the second best defender we had and Would New Who had be the every first? potential, no, like, uh, sorry, center back specific. Oh, okay, gotcha. A, okay, so... Um, he was the, he's already the second best center back that we had and uh, had the potential to be better than, than Yamar to be really, really good. Um, and, you know, he's shown that in flashes. Uh, I mean, there is a reason he's starting instead of uh, Ariaga,
0: Right. Well, I, I was not a fan of Aria- Xavier Ariaga last year. You know that. And um, I'm happy to see him step up, but I felt like all of the attention, all of the, Blow up on the internet's was about uh, Danny Leva, and it seems like Reagan kind of just kind of snuck in there. and I know I know yeah. Reagan's older; he's twenty four rather than seventeen mm-hmm. or whatever it is that Leva is. But
1: Leva, I think, is now twenty. Believe it or not, he oh, okay. uh, he's been with the Sounders for some time. It's just that he's had he had two injury plagued years. Um, you know, from his you know he had a debut year, and then he got hurt in that year, and then he was healed healed up and played some and then he had another injury year, then he, you know, got healed, and then last year he was healthy, but inexperienced, right, I mean, like, you know, you figure that he's missing 1,200 to 2,000 professional minutes each of those seasons that he was out with various injuries, so, uh, you know, you can't, uh, you can't replace that experience, right, I mean, it just, it's just game time, whether it's at Defiance or at you know, with the Sounders, it's uh, it's time on the pitch that you you just don't you haven't learned.
0: What's right? it so right? What, what's what's it mean to have actual players with caps? Caps being, of course, international play experience for your national team. So we're talking about your Christian Roldan's, your Jordan Morris, and even New Tolo, right? What what does that mean right. to have that on the team? Is that an outdated model, or is does that have value?
1: It absolutely has value um, in a couple of ways. Um, the international game at its best is better than um, any other type of soccer. I mean, yes, you have super teams in Europe, you know, Real Madrid, Arsenal, uh, Manchester United, mm-hmm. Bayern Munich, et cetera. Right. But those are the exception by and large the best collection of talent that most players are going to ever have the experience of playing on that team or against the team is going to be at the international level, specifically at the world cup. And so to have three world cup veterans is huge. Um, I know they didn't play like R- rolled didn't make it on the pitch. Morris made it on the, you know, on the field for a few minutes. It doesn't matter. Um, being a player that's gone to the world cup uh, is a special experience. It's um, it's instructive. And, um, you know, this is based on what, what what every, you know, U.S. player said, you know, going to the World Cup changed me as a player forever. Like, I was never the same. So um, I think it's great. The, I think it's, uh, you know, it's awesome.
0: The, the buzz on the internet was that Christian Roldan, you know, maybe he's borderline talent-wise, but he was being groomed. The reason why he was on the World Cup team is he's being groomed as the next great manager in, in American sports. Have you heard anything? About that, like, I have
1: not. I like have not. Apparently, but that, a, that sounds like a rumor. I I would like to, to, to <laughs> follow to get. Can I have some more, please? Uh, can that, I have that's some just more?
0: that's just what I'm hearing, and I'm trying to. Oh, I just had his name in my head. Uh, the former Sounder, who's now a uh, assistant coach at uh, Atlanta United. Um,
1: oh, uh, Pineda.
0: Pineda, yeah. Like and it's Gonzalo kind of Pineda, yeah. That, that's the thought. There is like you know this guy. This guy has got definitely a career after. Uh, you know, after his playing days are done. And that was an effort, yeah. that was an effort to get him in a leadership role that uh, they were, the, apparently the Americans were sorely lacking.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think that that's, that's fair. Um, uh, really the the Americans have, have struggled from a, you know, from a leadership perspective. Um, I mean, really organizationally is, is really the, 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 the thing like, uh, not enough leadership amongst the players, but also not enough leadership, uh, you know, in, in senior management and in, uh, you know, the the technical staff. You know, Berhalter, um did some good things uh, as the head coach, but um, there's a significant portion of the fan base is not terribly pleased with him and ready to move on. Um, and he's obviously made some big missteps, uh, you know, especially with... Uh, relation to the the geo reina uh saga uh controversy whatever you want to call it drama um it's just not handled well at all by anyone uh but you especially expect your manager who is you know 40 something 50 something to be more mature than a 19 year old kid so
0: yeah <laughs> and i heard reina wasn't that mature either so going down to no, his I level i he's was not a good I mean, idea
1: I'll, I'll, it's not that I don't think this is a hot take, but I uh Gio Reyna is possibly the most talented American player ever, possibly. But um he's also a petulant little spoiled brat. Yeah. So um, he's son. He can't son. stay healthy. He's Claudio. He's son, right? son. Yeah. But but like, unlike his dad, he can't stay healthy. Like the kid is always getting injured or if he's not if he's not injured, then and he's not playing, then he's pouting, basically. So
0: right on. All right, uh, let's switch gears here. i want to talk about the Apple TV contract that the MLS has signed. Major League Soccer is now on Apple TV. It's almost an exclusive. There'll be some something like 30 to 40 games played on ESPN or Fox or whatever. You know, there'll be a spattering of uh, games put on regular TV. I've heard everything from this is going to doom the league because casuals will not be able to find it to this is going to save the league because it'll have international penetration that you would not get on Fox or ESPN. Where do you fall on that spectrum?
1: Um, I'm more on the, on the side that this could be very, very, very good for the league rather than bad. Um, the, and the first reason is $2.5 billion over 10 years.
0: But that's split 28 ways, right? Sure
1: but still it's $250 million a year of revenue going to the league.
0: Now that's I see more than I any, that's anyone way more than... else was
1: willing to pay. Okay. Here's the other thing. Here's the other thing that, that drove, drove me nuts. Okay. But um football's different. Football is its own thing. We're going to push that to the side.
0: American football,
1: but basketball, basketball and baseball.
0: Wait, hang on. Are you talking about American football is a different thing?
1: Um, uh, yeah american football scheduling wise i'm going to talk about schedules and why it matters okay
0: because there's only a few games of american football there's only a few games of american football okay but
1: abe if i'm in town uh visiting from salt lake Mm -hmm. and it's the summer you know what i'm going to look at i'm going to see if the mariners are in town right yeah and if they are we're going to go to a game and you know what i don't need to check my calendar to see what time the game is do you know why because it's always it starts seven o'clock same time Yes, yeah, 705, right? Except Sundays, yeah. Except for Sundays, which is 105, right? Yep. I mean that's that's the pattern. That consistency brings a lot of casuals in the door. Because you know, oh, hey, I can watch the Mariners at 705. They're gonna be on TV, right? Unless it's the weird like ESPN broadcast. But I mean like 160, you know, 150 games, let's say it's at seven o'clock every night. At that consistency helps basketball is basically the same thing uh, with the exception of like weird, you know, national broadcasts yeah, again, a, a Sunday, a Sunday. A Sunday game. Yeah. It'll but, be... Yeah. But I mean, seven thirty-five is when, you know, the tip was for basketball. And I, I I'm guessing that hockey is the same. I haven't followed uh, the tips or the, same. the time that hockey similar. Yeah. It's the same Yeah, camp. So one of the things that has harmed um, casuals finding soccer matches is the The fact that the schedule bounces all over the place. Are you playing on Saturday? Are you playing on Sunday? Are you playing on Wednesday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, Monday? Like literally every day of the week, the Sounders have played over the last six or seven years. They've had games all throughout the week. And and I'm not talking about Champions League or Open Cup. I'm talking about actual league matches have bounced all over the calendar. And that kind of inconsistency is A, aggravating. You have to really pay attention. But B, you don't know where to go, right? Like, where? how do I see this game? I don't know. Is it on ESPN? Don't know. Fox? Fox Sports 1? ABC? Like, who knows? Yeah. So from a consistency standpoint, yes, this there's a drawback to the Apple TV deal. You have to pay for it. Okay. But if you're going to pay for it, you know that at 7 o'clock local time, this match is going to kick off. Coverage is going to start a half hour beforehand. There's going to be a pregame show for every team. Uh, and whoever's covering that match is going to do the pregame show. There's also going to be a whip around show, uh, which is going to be free, which I think is a big deal. You can go to Apple TV and just watch it. It's like watching uh, uh, NFL Red Zone. They're going, to go, they're going to go between the different games when um, something exciting is happening or, or going to happen possibly. Uh, And there's gonna, you know, they're gonna have commentary, um, kind of running commentary as they as they watch the match. Right. uh, Whether that's your thing or not your thing, but that's uh, another way to penetrate. It's something to have on, you know, if you don't want to pay like super close attention to what's going on. So um, I think that's great. But I'll tell you what the biggest the biggest difference and the biggest reason I think that this is huge, the picture quality is a plus every single game, every camera was 1080p or better. Okay? Later this season, they're going to start integrating 4K cameras into their broadcasts. Okay. Okay. The picture quality previously on ESPN, on Fox Sports, has been like trying to watch a soccer match through a mayonnaise jar.
0: Right. Because you'd get it on... Um like It'd the be local, like a regional, 720 the regional, or 80 the, the regional broadcast here in uh mm-hmm. seattle it was on a alternate like we used to call it uhf back in the day yeah. and yeah, yeah it was it was a fixed camera you'd be lucky if there's another camera down on the sideline
1: right but but actually i was going to say the broadcast the local broadcasts are not as much the issue as the national broadcasts honestly A number of times I'm trying to watch the national broadcast and it's worse quality than the Sounders local broadcast.
0: That's because they're sending the B team or C team. The uh, the F team. team. I mean, like,
1: (laughs) it's just like horrible. Okay. I don't know if you remember there was a, there was a broadcast network called the mountain that was for the mountain West sports when they, when they uh, broke off from the, from the whack. They started their own, their own, their own network. It's now defunct, but that that was a thing for a while. And I watched innumerable games on the mountain because University of Utah and BYU, my you know local teams are here uh, in Salt Lake, uh, and the camera was just straight garbage. I mean, just just yeah. like the worst cameras you could possibly imagine. And for too long, Major League Soccer has had the worst cameras. Um,
0: yeah, these no, cameras, like you said. it was
1: just so great. Like it was like last weekend was amazing because the picture was crystal clear on every single batch.
0: Yeah, and like like you said, if they're sending uh the F team, <laughs> yeah, they're going to get the equipment that's uh, you know, the, they're they're going to get the Betamax recorder instead of, you know, the <laughs> the digital recorder anyway. Um yeah, I get what you mean because sometimes I watch uh, Eastern Washington University football on a channel called Pluto TV. It's the only way I'm going <laughs> the only way I'm going to get it. Um, so the
1: signal's going all the way to Pluto and back to you. Uh, so you can watch it the game. feels
0: like that. Yes. But no, it, it okay. looks like a high school production. Uh, yeah, I've seen high school mm-hmm. productions better than that, you know, but uh, yeah, but yeah, it, it's, it, it, it does look better. I watched that first game. It does look better. The ability to switch. This is a game changer for me. The ability to switch from the national broadcast to my local Seattle broadcast crew. Amazing.
1: Amazing. Because my biggest,
0: my biggest complaint you I've texted you a million times in the last decade. Like these Yabos don't even know the names of our players. Right. And they just talk, they talk about LAFC and they're not even, that's not even the team we're playing. And they're, and they're sitting there yakking about a team (laughs) I don't care about. It's like announce the game in front of you, you know?
1: Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) So like, um i was gonna make one comment is that the um i thought that the national the whip around show needs to work you know i think they'll get better um they were pretty good for this you know i'd say a solid b minus um but like some of the announcers messed up some names of who 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 did what you know and they'll get better too i think um you know a lot of these guys have been local um you know, local announcers yeah. for the for the you know like the san jose earthquake or whomever so they're really familiar with the team that they had been attached to but uh, i'm sure that there's a learning curve you know getting the right um you know the right names on, on on teams they're not as familiar with but uh overall i'm very pleased with what i saw um i'm planning on plunking down my my money this weekend and 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 signing up
0: do you have um, and re- do you have t-mobile
1: mm-hmm. uh, i don't i don't okay
0: Uh, But I saw that that was a benefit for anybody watching this for anybody watching this. Like I have T-Mobile and they they're giving you MLS season pass for free. You don't have to pay the $15 a month, Apple plus uh, to get it. And that's, that's like, wow, nice. Also, if you are a season ticket holder of any of the MLS clubs included in your season ticket package is that, uh, you know, the, the season pass and the Apple plus all that stuff. So that's that's pretty fantastic when you consider, what what do you think? 28 teams averaging 20,000 people per game. How many do you think are actual season ticket holders? Oh,
1: I'd say probably around half, half
0: at half. this point. Okay, so 10,000. Yeah. So Apple TV's adding about 10,000 times 28, Yeah. right? Uh, so 28,000, I think that's right. I can't do math. Um, that's like
1: two, two, two point, uh, hold on. No, that's, that's more than Two hundred eighty thousand. Yeah, I told
0: you I can't yeah. do math. But I mean, it's adding. Right. Their, their sub their sub base for Apple TV is something like twenty five million. Um, so they're adding people that are diehards, but will now become Apple TV casual fans. Here,
1: he, here's the other thing. So Apple TV, um, was behind all the other streaming services as far, especially the Apple TV Plus, right? Yeah, uh, they've always been like a thing that you could have to like get at everything else that you're subscribed to right but but now on the apple tv plus homepage, there is a like it's like apple tv plus originals there's a couple of other things but the second thing there says mls
0: yep you know what it's it's
1: it's it's not like they're they're just kind of it's a big deal to them they're invested in this they they've put a lot of effort into it and um so I, i i'm very encouraged by that
0: what I also like is they give you the scores of the different games on the, on the, uh, uh, uh cart, you know, like it's a yeah. card based format. So you scroll yeah. through it and it gives you the scores of not just soccer, but football, American football as well. And basketball. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. So, so some neat stuff there. I mean, like if you try to watch like a basketball game live, it'll send you out to whatever, you know, mm-hmm. channel that's on, you know, through a different system, but it's still nice that it's there and they're building like a sports profile. Um, yeah, interesting stuff. Uh, I do worry about casuals getting left out, but you know, if if this is the way that sports are going, if there's going to be a way to get rid of the stranglehold that ESPN and Fox has, this could be it. Well, I was gonna say that that's that's the thing, and like, here's what I
1: have to say about Fox and um, ESPN is that they have fumbled the ball. Wrong sport, I know. Wrong metaphor, but they have not. um, They have done everything but stick Major League Soccer into the basement. Yeah, in a tiny little, uh, tiny little closet in the boiler room. Right. They've
0: done it to NHL, and they were doing it to MLS.
1: Yeah, and and like when you have a, I don't know, some piece of garbage midseason basketball, college basketball game preempting like a season kickoff premier you know premier you know team matchup which was the sounders on sunday night um on, on fox sports one mm-hmm. and i don't even know who was playing like it was podunk you versus podunk you and it's it wasn't like even said,
0: it wasn't even duke north carolina it was
1: no no it was it was like i was i looked at it i'm like oh this isn't even an interesting game and then it just went on and on and on and on and on i want to say that um, I know I missed kickoff but I had switched it to the to Apple TV to watch it there because I knew I wouldn't miss the kickoff because it's not going to be preempted by anything right? Yeah. so uh, superior technology I'll say that um, do you know what that and, makes and, me
0: think I wrong sport of course but you know mm-hmm. the Pac-12 football is going through a weird thing right now and I just right. think about I had not thought about this until you just brought it up how many times did I watch a Husky game that was preempted for NASCAR right or some blowout like oklahoma would play you know uh new mexico teachers college and they'd blow them out right but it's like i'm stuck with this and then they say at the very bottom in very tiny lettering switch over mm-hmm. to this other channel that you probably don't even have a subs-
1: subscription. or the fox sports app or whatever it exactly is, right? yeah so i'll uh, just a side note there's nothing i hate more as a sports fan than another event bleeding into the event that i want to watch yeah and i get it you have scheduling conflicts and whatever else but here's the thing you're alienating a chunk of your people every time you do that yep and um you're also essentially lying to them about like you can watch this so folks need to spread out their sporting events and bake in some some buffer really is what it boils down to yeah. nobody wants right. to do that but that's what you need to do like i'd rather have like 10 minutes of talking heads at the national desk for football or whatever lead into the game rather than the the like the quick turnaround um, that's the uh, it for us on nascar now we're going to throw you to seattle to watch the seattle you know the washington huskies or uh, you know the Seattle sounders or whatever and then you know two seconds later you're you're at the, the stadium and then you know a minute later kickoff right like that's just no way to to introduce a, a fan to especially casuals right. to yeah so yeah but, you yeah. know your point uh, your point about casuals finding it yes yes there is but here's the thing i think that I don't think that Major League Soccer at this point has enough casuals. They have a lot of uh, they have a core base of people that want to watch them. Mm -hmm. They're not getting very many casuals because for whatever reason the league hasn't really gone hard after them.
0: The but I wonder again, what if on Apple TV Mm -hmm. you're starting to get into local look locales that don't have uh like a game going on for example let's just say mm-hmm. england i'm a mm. diehard soccer guy my team doesn't start till september right and i look on my phone like oh or new york fc plays you know uh, atlanta well it's soccer i'll watch it you know uh right right maybe there's an opportunity there
1: yeah and i think that they could there is an opportunity there and i think that apple maybe could do some marketing maybe further into the season right i don't know 10 weeks into the season or whatever you know hey we'll give you a a weekend pass to watch apple tv for you know for free right yeah um that's pretty normal for for most streaming services to offer a a free whatever right you know um i don't know if you're familiar with sling tv but they do it all the time you know you get a free week you know and then you pay for, you know, whatever it is you're paying for. So um, I think that that's a a possibility that they might do down the road a bit. Um, Obviously right now they're trying to get full subscription fees, you know, which I, I totally understand. So.
0: Right on. All right, let's uh, move on to the next question. This one's actually a point of consternation for a lot Mm -hmm. of people and that's an expanded playoffs. Now we move from Mm a, I believe it was a six. No, it was a fourteen team format yeah, to now seven
1: wait. seven teams in each conference yeah, 20 i think it's i think it's uh 19 no it can't be 19 9 18? or 8 i can't i don't know i didn't yeah. I, I saw that there was a playoff thing i haven't gone back and studied what the implications are are, of it we, are.
0: are we watering down the game or is this a is this an effort to do what the nfl did and get teams that are kind of on the cusp, uh, interest in, you know, late season, uh, pushes.
1: Um, I mean, I think that it's, you know, a combination of things. Um, I think the other thing is, is, is that it is a lack of confidence on the part of major league soccer as an institution to just pick a format and stick with it. Right. And I, I will just say that, um, I kind of liked the, you know, when six teams in each conference went. I thought that was good. Five teams in each conference was like, okay, whatever. But um, I really liked this last format we had with seven in each conference, with only the number one seed getting a a a bye, and then single single knockout. Top seed has home field advantage, and then you have a neutral site, uh, or not a neutral site, but you have, then you have the um, the MLS Cup at the the team that has a better record. Right. Um, I would prefer a neutral site but that was a a bad experiment there's not enough um, you know not a deep enough penetration of people that want to go to mls cup um to to support that which is fine uh but I, I i really thought that the the format that we had from 2018 through last year was was really really good and um i would have liked to see that continue as far as watering things down i mean basketball has watered things down. Half the teams make it to the playoffs. Uh, This is essentially half of the teams making it to the playoffs. Um, NFL and major league baseball have a bit more of an exclusive club, especially with major league baseball, having the two, you know, the first wild card and the second wild card in a, what is it? Like a one game, one game playoff, right? Yeah. Well, that's the other big thing.
0: The other big thing is MLS is now doing a best two out of three. Yeah, I I have I'm been wanting for years. Uh, I've been wanting that for years because I think the home and home Americans just don't get it. Nope. Did we? I think we might have lost Rich here. Oh no, I still hear you. Oh okay. Hey, yeah, keep keep, keep going, keep going.
1: <laughs> I don't know what happened there. Um, just keep
0: talking. Keep talking. Okay. Well, anyway, we'll um, we'll cut that section out of the.
1: What uh? Video. What was the question again?
0: I like the home and home.
1: You like the, oh the the home and home. You you like the the three the three games.
0: I did not. Okay, hang on. Let me mark this point here. Thirty two minutes in. Uh, send myself a reminder on that. Uh. Okay. And three, two, one. Yeah, I I like the home and home, or I didn't like the home and home. I like the best two out of three because I think Americans will get it in the home and home, like. I get it, but I, I can't even explain it to people.
1: No, I mean, I get it. It's, it's a European thing. It's, it's definitely a a nuanced thing and it's probably a fool's errand to try to get Americans as a community to buy into it, unless you, you know, beat it, you know, beat it down their throat for 40 years, you know? Um, so I, I understand that. Um, I just don't, I don't like two out of three. I, I like the single elimination i I like it you're one and done yeah yeah but but it's it's an effort to get more revenue it's a revenue grab you know whatever um but see soccer european or not it, it is really not meant for series like two out of three kind of a thing there's there's no other format anywhere in the world that does that it's it's always home and home or just single knockout
0: yeah, so. but I mean you can do a home and home when you know you got the tradition of it and yeah people no, are I, I get people you. are okay with a tie in other countries but yeah. I mean when you're doing a home and home I mean the tactic is to go for a tie if you're the visiting team, right?
1: Yeah.
0: And I think that doesn't play well. But No, anyway. I
1: I totally agree with you there. Um my my other my one concern about this is that how how tightly bunched are the games going to be um
0: in the playoffs major
1: league soccer has like a 34 game season you figure you know every team has at least one game in the open cup um there's going to be a tournament in the middle of the season we'll get to that in a second it's called leagues cup every team's going to have like three more games at least for that um so i mean that's 38 games before the playoffs never mind preseason like let's just not count preseason um that's gonna be a ton of games and especially if you pack them tightly into like one on top of the other i mean we are gonna see a lot of injuries and we're gonna see teams get very worn down um and that's that's one of my concerns about um like these three game series so um I mean obviously we'll see how it goes but um that's my 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 concern is that we might ruin the product somewhat by having big time players uh you know drop out cuz they're injured cuz they're just there's too much wear and tear.
0: Do you think there's a benefit as far as 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 far as moving to Apple TV all the games are on weekends. Let me confirm that first, right? Yes. Okay. Um do you every, think there's a...
1: every Saturday Basically, every team plays on Saturday unless they're on a national broadcast with uh, with Fox Sports. Um, the let, then, let, me, let me get to my uh, qu- let me get to a... my
0: question. The, sure. The, my question is predicated on they play on the weekends. Got it. Um, they play on the weekends. The yeah. the hassle of Champions League and the hassle of you know the uh, U.S. Open that now mm-hmm. gets mitigated a bit because those would happen on Wednesdays, probably. Am I right? Yeah. Okay. So that can make it a little bit easier for teams to, to manage. Okay.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, um, but in the playoffs, you can't just do weekend games, right? Because otherwise your playoffs are going to last like two and a half months. They're gonna to have to do multiple mid midweek games with weird air times. Well, especially
0: if you're doing two out of three in round one, right?
1: Yeah, two yeah two out of three in round one. That's all gonna um, be played in one
0: one week, I would expect.
1: Yeah, I mean, so that's three games in a week. Uh, I guess that's your punishment for finishing ninth or eighth or whatever it is, right? right. So, um, but then uh, my other concern is. Um, it's just you know air times, right? Like when is this going to be? So the cool thing is it's all going to be on Apple TV, but the the drawback is you're going to probably have to mess up your routine of when when games were. Right. Um, well, I guess that's I'll that's, tell the, you...
0: that's the new paradigm, though. I mean, what were you going to say? Yeah.
1: I was just going to say what I am excited about is this new thing uh, that go- kind of goes along with this. All of this is League's Cup, both the Mexican League and major league soccer are going to take a month off in august and they're going to play a world cup like tournament with every team in both leagues uh, getting like three games i thought
0: at that league of mexico don't they only have fewer don't they have fewer teams than we do they do how's that going to work out
1: uh there's going to be some uneven groups is basically what it boils down to um and I don't know that everything's been worked out on that, but every single game of that tournament, um, and this is all that, all that that's all that's going to be on it. There's not going to be any interference with the league schedule uh, with either. League. They're just going to play this tournament uh, and, you know, crown a champion. Um, but they're all going to be on Apple TV. And, you know, with, you know, the World Cup feel, I mean, that's a packed in tournament. It's a month. There's going to be like, I think the the champion will have to play like seven games or six games or something like that. Right. So, but here's the other thing is that three, uh, three spots to the CONCACAF champions league are on the line. Um, Which is a, you know, it's a big deal. It's another way to get in. So previously uh, if you won MLS cup, you got in. If you were one of the top uh, finishers in your conference um, you got in, or if you won us open cup, you got in. Now there's even um, there's even more more ways to get in um, because the Champions League is getting bigger. Uh, they're expanding it. Is, so, is um, this a
0: middle finger to all the other leagues in North America, though?
1: Um. Yes and no, but I'll, I'll say this: this is this is the United States, Canada, and Mexico taking their rightful place at the center of Concacaf as the dominant soccer forces. Uh, this this is the. Uh, this is a changing of the guard for a long time uh the united states and canada were very very weak um in the champions league in you know just having domestic soccer um and you you saw uh really great performances from teams from central america especially and occasionally a a team or two from the caribbean um would would make a run and, and and do well but um this is this is yeah, maybe it is a middle finger, but it's also <laughs> it's also a recognition by Liga MX that Major League Soccer is their peer. Okay. And that there is a crap ton of money for them to make by having a tournament in the United States with the United States teams um, because the most watched soccer in America is the Premier League, okay? Far and away, uh, consistently. But the second most watched soccer... Um, is is Liga MX on, um, uh, you know, Univision and Unimos and whatever else is, whoever else is Telemundo, they're broadcasting uh, the, the the matches for for Liga MX. So um, Liga MX has a ton of fans in the United States, and this is going to capitalize on that. But this is also an effort by Major League Soccer to spread where their games are broadcast and watched. Right, they want to penetrate into
0: Mexico. Right. So. So should be fun. Yeah. It's fascinating because you're talking about MLS is now elevated itself. So I was mm-hmm. looking at the payrolls for teams in Mexico. MLS yeah. pays about the same. Uh, I was yeah. looking at uh, Colombia and Argentina about the same, uh, about half of Brazil, Brazil, uh, their league, they mm-hmm. spend more on players than we do. Uh, yeah. But I think that payroll going up is kind of, given some parity between America and Mexico.
1: I mean, there's, there's definitely um, more parity uh, than there ever has been. Major league soccer rosters have never been deeper. Um,
0: that and... was the big concern too, though, was that by adding more teams up to 28 now with some more coming online, uh, that it would get washed out, but it hasn't.
1: It hasn't. So here, here's a couple of reasons why. Um, the Academy system has really developed. Like really, really developed. We are now turning out players like Danny Leva, Josh Atencio, um, uh, Jackson Reagan isn't an academy guy, but he is an American product who went to college and then was you know was, was drafted in and, and developed over the last couple of was, years. Was to Yedlin be a starter?
0: Was Yedlin a academy?
1: Uh, Yedlin was a, an an academy kid and he played you know club soccer. So, but but now teams are developing. Like five or six yudlins. okay. Mm-hmm. You know, if you look at, our the team we took to the World Cup, almost every single of the one of those players. There, there's a handful that were, um, they're overseas Americans, right, service members right. and whatnot, uh, but they were not the, the 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 biggest chunk of them were kids that had come up in American soccer academies, of, primarily through Major League Soccer, and then gone to Europe. Um, Gio Reyna. Uh, i mentioned him earlier he was a new york city fc product he got to go to europe because he has uh one of his somebody has a european passport is basically what it boils down to okay was able to get a european passport and could go um work in europe so um this is um yeah this is a big you know a, a big deal and uh yeah they're 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 marching up up the list right like they just keep on investing more and more um but here's the other thing is there's almost an inexhaustible amount of soccer talent in the world okay um you know people say oh it's tapped out no it's it's never tapped out and even just just here in the united states the united states is too physically big to scout all the talent yeah you could have a thousand scouts and you wouldn't find all the soccer talent there is um i'll just yeah. give a quick example close to home here in seattle christian Roldan was not scouted he was not recruited nobody knew who he was nobody wanted him he was having to send out tape to like d3 schools and then a scout for the university of washington went to a match to scout another player on the other team and he said holy crap who is this rolled on kid and that's who he ended up recruiting to the university of washington
0: and and the rest obviously I, is I believe history. The, I believe the story of his brother Alex rolled in who went to Seattle U which is not known mm-hmm. as a sports right. powerhouse uh that just happened to be like uh you see my brother maybe you ought to check him out Maybe too. you want to
1: take a look at him
0: yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh yeah no that 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 is fascinating stuff a question about a couple of the one of the teams uh that just came online big success was Cincinnati I think. Big success with Austin, and I think Carolina has even had. Uh, uh, oh yeah, success. It had sixty
1: thousand people at their at their home opener uh, on Saturday. Nice. I mean, I don't care like what kind of sporting event that is. That's a big deal. Yep, sixty thousand people in the stands. That's 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 impressive.
0: Uh, speaking of sixty thousand, that's almost the amount of season ticket holders that St. Louis City, or I guess they call it City FC st louis are they about to blow the lid off of this
1: yeah they are so um as far as centers of u.s soccer power right like history legacy tradition st louis um in for the longest time was the home of u.s soccer we would play all of our qualifying matches for the world cup in st louis that was the home home stadium home home crowd and there are so many players that play for the united states and and uh you know went to europe that came from the st louis the greater st louis area um you know uh, former sounder uh will bruin is actually a st louis native he's actually ironically enough he's on that team on uh, austin no he's actually on austin fc oh okay i thought he was (laughs) they signed him um st louis didn't sign him for whatever reason i don't know what what the deal was but um uh yeah i mean they they are what columbus kind of became um once uh, columbus got the first soccer specific stadium right yeah um and then then the u.s national team started playing all their their big matches against mexico or somebody else in columbus right well st louis was that place beforehand and um a why, couple why years did ago new,
0: why did oh good
1: i was just gonna say a couple years ago there was a um it was the the Copa America Centenario, I want to say, and they installed like temporary turf, uh, a re- or temporary uh, grass in the what is it, Edward Jones Stadium, the football yeah, stadium yeah. they have there, and they sold the place out. It was just like a packed, loud, incredibly, uh, vers- versiferous, you know, following, and it was, and it was for a bunch of teams that were not in the United States like it was just it's just a soccer loving area so um i i expect great things from them i i i think they might be the truly the next it team i think they might be the the team that truly takes over the mantle from the sounders as the best expansion uh like run up and open ever
0: because you're not you're obviously not talking about on the field because not necessarily we have to see that we have to see that like you're talking about like as the, fans you're, you're talking yeah. about like, let me finish what i was going to say there you're talking about a shift from seattle portland being the home of mls to yeah st louis st louis i mean now they, why why weren't they why, why didn't they have a team before if they if this was such fertile ground
1: uh, I guess they never had a local investor. Really oh, you got to have an ownership group. That's true. Um, And I mean, who, who is it that owned the Rams? The Cronkies? Cronky. Cronky. I mean, he, he, owns he the was the like a penny-pinching,
0: yeah. you know,
1: a penny-pinching uh uh miser like Mr. Scrooge. I mean, yep. it makes Scrooge look generous.
0: Well, so. he owns He owns the Rapids.
1: Well, he owns and the you, Rapids. And but you can see how awful owns... they've been
0: for a while. Yeah, exactly. <laughs>
1: but I mean, he. I think he... Don't they own an, another s- soccer team in, you know, in the
0: United Kingdom? Yeah, they do. Uh, is it Arsenal? I think it might be Arsenal. It might
1: be Arsenal, yeah. Or I guess they're, so, the, I mean, lead, like, they're the lead. It's not like they in, don't have money.
0: They're the lead investor on Arsenal, I believe.
1: Yeah, that's probably what it is, yeah. So um, they never had a, a local ownership group um, and maybe just the, the, the push, right? for Because remember, Major League Soccer almost died. So they, and they contracted and then they didn't expand for a number of years. And then they slowly went like one after another, very slowly. Um,
0: Yeah. I believe Toronto was their first hit as far as an expansion team.
1: Yeah. I mean, Toronto was terrible on the field, but very successful. Otherwise, like as far as getting butts in seats and, and making a lot of money. Right. So, um, but it was just a very slow expansion from there. Um, and now obviously the, the the league is in much better standing and much better footing and they feel like they can expand at a quicker pace. Um, but I mean, here's the thing that I'll, I'll just say, you know, all the hype for the last few years has been about Atlanta and has been about LAFC, right? Yeah. And LAFC has not even a 20,000 person stadium. I don't know if anyone realizes that. I mean, it's a loud, it's personal, yeah. cool stadium. Like, don't get me wrong; it's beautiful, it's well built, well designed, but it's only twenty thousand people in LA. La like has tons of soccer f- folks. I mean, it's a huge metropolitan area. It's, but it's it's got. There's no excuse to have such a small stadium for LA. Is, is my fir- is my first point.
0: Well, I think it's small but, because LA Galaxy weren't selling out. Well, but Alex, LA Galaxy are in
1: Carson, which is like an hour drive from like the heart of the city uh, LAFC is next to the Coliseum next to you. I mean, next to USC's campus. It's, yeah. it's, there's a sports complex right there. I mean, there's, uh, there's really good connections. You can, you can get there if you want to Carson is a, is a, is a schlep. Um, so, uh, but that, that's my, my thought. And then, you know, we've seen Atlanta, they were, they were awesome. They won uh, uh you know, MLS cup once sold out their stadium all the time, but, like they've sensed their attendance has been dropping consistently over over the last few years as they're not the new shiny thing and i see season ticket purchases are far different than just filling up a stadium they are a far bigger commitment and i, I mean i don't expect them to continue to have sixty thousand people wanting season tickets right i think that's probably wishful thinking but I can see them stay in the 50,000 range. And, you know, if they have a big enough stadium to fill up, they will, they will do that. Um, there are people that want to see, want to see some good soccer there.
0: All right. I got one last question here for today. Uh, I'm going to ignore the preview. Let's just, uh, I want to see if you've been in on the issue between the Sounders ECS. So the uh, Emerald city supporter group and ownership about the new sponsorship for the, for the stadium or, or, for the club um yeah, th- yeah there's there's a there's a w- without getting political because i mean there's a whole like that that's all just opinion anyway um what are the ramifications of it of this alienation um or not alienation i guess it's just th- this clash between supporters and and uh club i mean it's not just a sounders thing i mean we can we can expand that to other things you know Portland has had this problem and other teams have. Um, What's the the problem here? here Here's the thing. Does this screw up? Hang on, look, second part of that question. And does this screw it up for other people who, you know, don't care?
1: (laughs) I don't think that it screws it up for other people that don't care. I think there will be a coordinated, I don't know if boycott's the right term. Some sort of protest will happen at one of these matches here sometime soon. Um, And and just to not get into the details of the politics, but the issue is that Providence is a uh, Christian
0: Catholic Christian
1: church owned uh, and operated uh, medical system that does not provide abortion or other similar services for uh, for any of their patients. Yeah. Um, And there's some other other stuff as well that i yeah, do put it, put it in on. a nutshell that's the, that's the, it's it's, yeah. it's a very
0: it's a conservative group in a very liberal mm-hmm.
1: city yes yeah um that's the crux of the situation that's the crux of the situation so real real world impact there will be some sort of protests um I, emerald city supporters are not going to not go to the games they're still going to go to the games and cheer the sounders and make awesome tifos and wave flags and be obnoxious if you're too close to their section and don't want to listen to them uh, and i know there's a part of the fan base that doesn't want to listen to them uh, you might be part of that fan base. I, i'm
0: as i get older i'm more into the uh i'd rather like be able to watch the game yeah
1: i was gonna say you'd rather be over the quiet corner sipping a a, a drink of your choice and not having to listen to people yell and scream and jump and be rowdy
0: and put a flag. in So in, in other face words, get or, off my yeah. lawn. Uh, no, it's just you know, it's just a matter of you spend X amount of money, and that that mm-hmm. cost goes up every year. And sure. you know, I go home and I watch I watch the game on replay, and I'm like, I you know, I, I missed eighty percent of the game. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and the well, first the, the first handful of years it was fun, but it's like, like I. I'm not in the know of what's going on in the moment, and then I watch it later, yeah. and it's like, oh, you know, I, I, I missed an extraordinary thing because some jackass was, you know, throwing up a, you know, a baby into the yeah. air, you know.
1: Yeah, yeah, I get it, I get it. <laughs> so here's the other practical impact of this: the Sounders are going to sell less jerseys
0: you know that's actually not the case the particular oh, jersey oh i think it's, it's going to be the case the particular jersey that i'm uh, that i'm wearing is setting records for sales
1: oh i think that it will it, it will set records um in like this first this first period of time but consistently the your, the green, your ECS ones, the green members, ones
0: yeah the green ones probably won't sell. this bruce lee one i think people sell. are just people, the Bruce Lee one yeah. people are buying because it looks really cool. It was like the Jimi Hendrix ones last year. Like, yeah. had that not been Jimi Hendrix, I think a lot of people would have said, like, the hell is this? You know? Exactly. Um, but it's got kind of some but,
1: Yeah, yeah. No, you're you're right about that. I mean, the Jimi Hendrix one for the last couple of years has kind of been money. Um this one, okay, uh just two cents on it. Like, uh, but anyway, the, the, I think that the, the ECS demographic are your most ardent core, most core supporters, most likely to buy a Jersey folks. Okay.
0: They'll buy a new one every uh, year.
1: Yeah. That, that they will. Yeah. Basically buy it, buy the new one every single year. They have 20 jerseys in their, in their closet, you know, um, so Everybody have, else,
0: everybody else buys one five years later, you get another one cause it's worn out. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly.
1: So, um, there, there, there will be an impact of that. Um, do you mind if we pivot over to the Jersey that you're wearing? Uh,
0: we got, we got 30 we got seconds. Got 30 seconds.
1: Okay. <laughs> it's awesome. I, I love how bold it is. I wish they had been bolder. I wish there was a dragon wrapped around the space needle on the logo. Oh, that like there cool. was yeah. on the marketing. Um, like they have like a, uh, a neon marketing thing uh, like a a marquee that was there at the launch and 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 was at the stadium on uh, on saturday that people could pose in front of and stuff and i wish that they had had wrapped a dragon around the logo um that would have been cool (laughs) that would have been just like way over the top sick just like taking it to the another level
0: by the way the all the alt jerseys for most of the mls this year they're almost all amazing like I don't know if you've seen yeah they they're wow, they, they, they
1: a big improvement my other one little tiny quibble is i I don't like the the, the back is black i wish it okay. was red
0: well i wish i had a back and black stinger to go with that but i don't Ooh. um but we do have to we do have to uh, uh close out let's go ahead and do our shout outs uh do you have a shout out for us this week
1: um
0: your wife shout your kids maybe week. anybody my, yeah my
1: <laughs> wife uh, puts up with me doing this podcast and i don't thank her enough for it but um i'm going to shout out to my wife michelle who um got the kids to bed at least i think that she did if not uh, i guess i'm going to be a grumpy dad but um she does so much for our family and uh, is an awesome person and has become a sounders fan and watches all the sounders matches with me so Hooray. shout out to my wife michelle
0: yeah uh give a shout out to my dad who uh, I, I, I got sticker shock trying to buy the all-star game tickets for Seattle Mariners. And uh, he gave me a early birthday present. So thank you to my dad. because uh, wow. My That's God, awesome. those tickets are not cheap. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you, Richard Mexson the Ram for joining us this week and talking to some sounders. My name is Abraham Deweese and uh, we are the Seattle sports union. Check us out on, on the website, on our website, seattlesportsunion.com as well. Check us out at Seattle sports. You as our Twitter handle, check us out on facebook seattle sports union again and coming soon we'll be on a local television station out of ocean shores keep an eye out for us there 11 o'clock on saturdays and we'll see you guys next time